0: Is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record album have their own
1: kids. This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically
2: modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it Media, some call it lamb's bread and some people call it... Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Mitch Shinasa. Adam Dunn is in New York at a convention and his birthday. So uh, I guess that makes me your
1: co-host for the day, right? There you
2: go, and I'm your co-host. Um,
1: I'm your co-host, the kid.
2: And uh, KTI hasn't made it down here yet. He's KTI, not what any... the fuck? Whoa. Take it down a couple notches. Anyone who's watching on adamdunshow.com, our fancy-bancy script is broken. I am manually fixing it right now, so bear with me. But uh, sorry for the, if you're trying to watch it. Uh, KTI, we don't know where he is, uh, but we do have Frenchie Cannoli calling in in a little bit.
1: We do. Very excited about that
2: one. I'm pretty excited, too, because you guys did an episode together that I completely missed. Yeah. I heard it was a great episode. It was a good one. And uh, it's lost to them ages thanks to live stream. Who, again, with the fuckery. Uh, we're getting off live stream soon, guys. I hope they're listening and they hear this. Probably uh, not. No, they probably don't listen. But I mean, they, they most... Honestly, they, they don't, they honestly don't if they knew how to fucking listen, we wouldn't be in this problem in the first place. I suppose. Because they haven't listened to the many technical support uh, calls and suggestions we've had for them. But regardless, uh, <laughs> we're still in that transition. We'll get there soon. How's your week, bud? I, I don't even see you anymore mm. now that you're uh, over yeah, there doing over the rec-, can, huh? rec processing.
1: <clears> that no, was good. We got a... Other like uh eight hundred and fifty some grams out to light shade, get ready for seven ten. Just got some material in from Durango Organics. Uh I had my roommate uh from college in all week. Uh so his family was in visiting, so we've been spending some time with them. Uh but yeah, no, it was uh it was a good week, productive, fucking hot. Mm. Hot as shit. But True other fact. than that other than that it was a good week. How about how about yours? What did what did you do all week? Good week. Good week. Busy over there in the world of Dark Horse and uh you know, trying
2: to uh keep things moving. It's been uh, my
1: anniversary next week. Nice,
2: yeah, that's good. What was that like five years? Five years exactly. It's crazy because you didn't know me when I got married.
1: Nope, so. I just know when you got married. That's weird. Not really. I don't know when you started dating. Well, no, because I guess I, that's different. But yeah, but I, I will I mean, know when you get married. You guys, I'll, you have a kid, so you can do some. You can do basic, some time. Basic spans, time, and I yeah, know that you guys weren't married for too long before you had the kids, So I just did a nice that's quick. Good, estimate. it was a good guess. It was solid. It was solid. a good, was On a good
2: one. Wait, so I got to decide: is this connected to the server? Quick connect. Nope, we're having some problems here. i got to try to update the page. Ooh, do you want to do shout-outs while I'm updating the page? We'll go a little out of order here. As opposed to,
1: as opposed to doing
2: uh, the news first? Right, and then I can focus on this, make sure that everyone can see us. Yes, let me just
1: Wonderful. get these, uh, these sh- shout-outs pre- preloaded up <laughs> for you here. So uh,
2: For some reason, my uh,
1: saved login. So, well, do you want to explain to them why it's just us today? Did you, you Adam's you did in New that, York, right.
2: So, what is he doing in New York? He's at a, eating a pretzel when I talk to him. Right. It's pretty obvious. Which is weird, but yeah. So I talked to Adam on the phone, and uh I could just tell that he was eating a pretzel. Is really, I've apparently talked to Adam over headphones and mic enough
1: times enough times that to be I can tell. tell when he's eating a pretzel.
2: Yeah, when he's eating specifically a soft pretzel. Which I gotcha. knew it. It was just very obvious. All right. You want to do shouts? I'm, I'm messing around trying to get this to work here. Yeah.
1: So we have here um, our first sponsor, as always, is way to grow um, So way to grow is, you know, serving the communities for a brighter future. Uh, so you can uh, stop by one of their seven locations right now. I believe we actually have. So you know what? Why don't we just put the shouts on hold? We'll bring no, Frenchie on. Let's do shouts. I'm picking up Frenchie here. All right. Hey, thanks for calling the Adam Dunn Show. Who do we have? Hello. Oh, hello. Hey, hey, can you hear us? Caller?
2: Hi, this is Frenchie.
1: Hey, oh, Frenchie. Frenchie. What's going on, bud? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, we are actually just about uh to uh do our new segment and then we'll uh are gonna hop right into uh into your segment here.
2: Yeah, we're running about okay. ten minutes behind here, but uh I'm getting it fixed. Sorry, we're having uh some technical difficulties, Frenchie, but we're getting it all lined hello. up. All right, so That's the name of the game for you, huh? Yeah, you know. That's we like to keep it <laughs> we like to keep it loose. Uh, kid, you want, why don't you, you want me to come back to the game? No, hang on the line. Yeah, you hang can on hang the on the line. If it's we're okay, not bothering you, you, you're not bothering us, man. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> kid, do so, you want to finish out? Yeah, for sure. So again, we have way to grow. Um, I believe they have seven locations now. Uh, you can go uh, to one of the any seven locations uh, throughout the Boulder, Denver, Colorado Springs, Entire pretty much all range. of Colorado. Oh, and
2: then up in the mountains
1: too in Silverthorne. Yep. So um, any of the locations, uh, this one down here on Platte River actually has the concentrate corner. So any of you guys who needs your concentrate materials, come on by the Platte River location. Um, right now they have the early and often pest prevention sale going on. Um, so that is going to be what looks like 30% off um, it's like some of your, your pest uh, prevention stuff. So some ladybugs. It looks like they have some kapow on here as well. Um, but, you know, your pest preventions uh, early and often the 30% sale. Um, and then be sure to use the Adam Dunn Show code. Uh, use the, when they ask for your account at the register, just let them know Adam Dunn Show, and that will give you an additional uh, 25%. Kid, I killed him on candy yesterday. Oh, you, really? I went there
2: with Jason. I took all the Tootsie Rolls. I even stuck a couple in my
1: pocket because I was like, the kid would want me. To take these with me. Uh, they need to. Recently, the one in, I went to the one in Boulder most recently when I was planting my actual vegetables, and they had uh, like bags, like bagged candy, like little. Good or bad? Bags? It wasn't mm-hmm. good stuff. It was like those, you know how they have like uh, Mike and Ike's, for example, but they have the hot ones that are like the hot tamales. Yeah, hot tamales t- are great. Uh, see, I'm not a big cinnamon can fanny or c- cin- cinnamon, cin- cinnamon yeah. candy fan, so I don't really like the hot tamales. But you know what kind of candy I am a fan of. There's one candy in this state specifically, but now we can call it in the country that I'm a fan of, and they are one of our big sponsors. Um, so big, big shout out to Incredibles Edibles. Um, they are bringing back, as you can see on the front of their homepage right now, the Firecracker Bar. We're gearing up for July 4th. Uh, that Firecracker Bar is fantastic. Usually, and I heard
2: I heard we might be announcing some very special new releases by Incredibles in the next couple weeks here. Okay. I'm not, I, I can't say anything You're too much. You're not allowed to say. No.
1: Well, some, keep an eye out for some new releases, um, but when you can get the option to try this firecracker white chocolate um, with uh, flavored and multicolored Pop Rocks on the inside, it is are fantastic. They actually Pop Rocks brand, Pop Rocks? No, no. Is oh, there, what's the
2: generic term for Pop Rocks? I, I don't know Popping what the generic
1: candy? term for Pop Rocks would be. For Pop and Candy? They call it Blue Exploding Bits. You know, they call it exploding. Yeah, that's what they refer it to. White chocolate with red and blue blue. exploding bits. Um, But they have so many different kinds of bars, you know, almost 13, 14 different bars and ranging from 100 to 500 milligrams um, with their gummies and uh, also now their incredible black and yellow label extracts that you can pick up. Uh, So call a dispensary near you and see if they carry it. And if they don't, Get them too, because you want to get your hands on some of uh, the Incredibles. So again, big shouts to Incredibles Edibles. You can get them at iLoveIncredibles.com. Keep it moving, buddy. Build the soil.
2: Yeah,
1: You're doing I'm a great so job uh, steering the ship by yourself, yeah. boss. I'm still trying to pull up all the ads at the same time, too. Our next big sponsor, um, I believe you said he was just re- recovering from a root canal, so hopefully he's... He's back. I he's talked good. to him. He's coming soon on the awesome. show. Awesome. So we'll get My him buddy. on the show. Big shouts to BuildASoil, BuildASoil.com, uh, the number one choice for custom organic fertilizer. Um, you could pretty much get everything you need here from amending your own soil. Uh, if you just need some top dressings, uh, some uh, items for your teas... Um, actually, I believe they even carry a brewer so that you can get everything you need to make tea right from them. Um, but these guys are great. You can order it online. Um, he'll actually sit and chat with you and custom build your own soil mix uh, for you. As you can see here, they have you know a bunch of products like the Grokashi, uh, the Inoculant. They have a bunch of different uh, forms of uh, integrated pest management products that you can use to be able to help keep a clean and respectable garden. Um, so again, Jeremy at Build a Soil, is, he's, he's the man. So go check him out at Build a Soil. Uh, dot com for for more of that and then of course um, it looks like they were grinding away in the lab recently right you know they they were pumping out some new live resin some new flavors coming along from
2: six new flavors with three more behind it new blends new flavors all coming from Dark Horse uh, if you're here in Colorado check out the new flavors uh, the orange rind is remark what was it orange zest sorry the orange zest is seriously awesome orange zesty uh the golden pavilion is a nice like very eastern incense blend a lot of really nice blends coming out and of course some of the classics that chem 4 looking delicious uh some quinn and tonic for your cbd needs check them out all that dropping from dark horse in the next week or two and then some more surprises that we're cooking up uh for damn sure
1: Awesome, yeah! Make sure you hop on darkhorsegenetics.com. Check out the Joff Farm store. Get yourself some Dark Horse Genetics swag along with some of the other seeds that they carry. Um, go get yourself some uh, some Dark Horse Genetics too. You know they have some. They do grow other things other than the Bruce Banner. They've they bred other things. Believe it or not. So also
2: believe it or not, I got the friggin' website working. Yay! AdamDunshow.com is up and broadcasting. Kid, thanks for. I'll take the wheel back. No, it's okay. Speaking <laughs> of seeds, well, I was gonna big big shout out to Grosto.
1: Okay, let's do that first. then. Okay.
2: We love growstone. You know, you need aeration in your mix. It's a very important part of your rhizosphere. Are these components that are going to hold air? They're going to create... Opportunities, porous surfaces where micro life can live. Often they'll sequester small amounts of water. And traditionally, we'll use something like perlite in it. A lot of folks in the organic scene like to use rice hulls, but those tend to get compacted and break down. Grow stones, fantastic! They're for the eco-friendly side of the thing. They're 100% made from recycled glass. They're 100% post-consumer product. Uh, on the grower side of things, uh, their scientist, Dr. Paula Costa, designed this stuff specifically to be used in soil. Uh, it, it's really fantastic, reusable uh, to a much greater extent than perlite, doesn't break down, doesn't float to the top of your mix. It's, it's really an ideal material, and, and we're really proud to be working with them. You can check them out at growstone.com, is it growstone.com, growstoneusa.com? Yeah,
1: it's growstone.com. Stone.com.
2: Check them out, or of course, just click them on the bottom of our thing. And of course, while you're clicking around on the internet, don't forget our buddies at Veg and Bloom, hydroponicresearch.com, Veg and Bloom is your all purpose. If you're going commercial large scale and you're going indoor, you're not going organic and you want something sterile, you want something reliable, predictable, something easy to do, something you can put in a machine and run, Vegem Bloom's is the way to go. There's no better way to get your uh, large scale consistent production that's high quality. It's very simple. It's, it smells great, looks great, tests great, tastes great, all of it. Uh, and you can find out more. And, and it's simple. That's, it's so that, easy. It's simple. It's powders they dissolve very easily. They couldn't make it easier.
1: No crazy conversions of milliliters to tablespoons. No it's measuring. In, it's yeah, you it's just so scoop easy. it. Scoop yep.
2: and go. Find out more at hydroponic-research.com, or of course you can go down on the bottom of the Adam Dunn Show page and click the Veg and Bloom link. And finally, seeds here now. Seeds here now. Seedshere now. Seedshere now. now. Here here seeds here now. 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 Go to seedsherenow.com. If you're looking for genetics, you want TH Seeds, Adam Seeds, you can get them in Seeds here now. Boom. You want uh, our buddy uh, DJ Short. You want DJ Short Seeds?
1: Seeds here now. Exotic, Crockett. Sure. Sunny Chiba. Gas, DJ Short, Loud.
2: Oh, you have it up. Mine's, not, mine's still loading. still low. That's why you know them all. Dark Lasca. Horse, for
1: sure. There's a little. Of that Motor Rebel. You want to get some of that original Triangle? Snow High. They got Swamp Boys on there, too. TSK, we, our guest from last week. Top Here's Dog. Bog. You know our buddy JJ's on there. We get some, you want to get some nice Chem Dog Seeds? There you go. Right there. And there Top is down.
2: there are some new Top Dog releases, some new uh, Sunny Chiba gear up in the house. Go check it out. Uh, seedsherenow.com, seedsherenow.com. 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 Great supporters of the show, great friends of the show, and uh, great friends of the community for uh, what, everything they provide.
1: Perfect. And now, do you want to, uh, do you want to go in through, uh, in through news? Yo,
2: F the news. Let's go right to Frenchie.
1: Okay. You got
2: some theme music for Frenchie? I believe I do. Frenchie, if a, if a are you still with computer. us? Brother? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm still with you guys. Cool, man. Uh, Ryan's got some theme music he dug up for you. It seems yeah. So oh, yeah, we, we have go. we have
1: the. There we go. It's gonna be perfect. He can just talk over this the whole time, and yeah. I feel like he's right at home.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be pretty smooth. Ryan, can you pull it down in the mix as a little louder? My headphones? or at least make Frenchie louder. Right on. So Frenchie, I'm glad to have you back. So last show you were on, man, I wasn't in the studio and uh, somehow live stream uh, effed us and we lost the episode. So I didn't even get to hear it. But the last show that I was on with you, which I think was in February in San Bernardino, was uh, a yeah. really great conversation until that really high drunk scientist guy sat down and started talking crazy.
3: <laughs> you all there got in the way. That's quite amazing.
2: I mean, I, I personally love it when the uh, we had the same thing when we did our Adam Dunn Show Invitational. Some random person, whenever we do a live event, there's someone who doesn't get it, and they don't get that we're broadcasting, and they, they want to get on the microphone and talk, and they make a fool of themselves, and that's one of my favorite parts of doing a live show.
1: Especially when it's, when it's at the after event of the cup, and there's, you know, a, a thousand people watching live, and it's, uh, they don't realize that they're making an ass out of themselves now in front of a thousand people.
2: Yeah, it's, those, are, those, are, those are the good times. We like that. But before that guy jumped on, we were having a really great conversation about, and this is, I think, a great setup, because I know you're coming out here in was it two weeks, and you're going to be doing your uh, Lost Art of Hashishin uh, seminar at our Soha Gallery, and we're so honored to have you, and I want to talk about that in depth uh, in a little bit, but I want to start and give the back background for people who are maybe considering it, but they're, it's not about then they know they're going to learn something, but they want to know a little bit more about you. And, and we talked a little bit about your roots. And you traveled in the Middle East and Mexico, uh, making hash with locals for years. Um, and I think well, oh, go it, ahead.
3: It, it, it's simple. When I was a kid, I always dreamed of traveling. It's always been big in my life since early childhood. And my big hero were uh, the discoverer and Marco Polo and all adventurers. So that when I reached 18, when I was uh, an adult, I traveled for 18 years. I literally took my retirement uh, up And I never stopped more than three months in one place and every year i would spend three months up in the mountains with locals, making ash
2: and in those travels i mean obviously you've learned such a great deal of technique and and that's what you're going to cover in the seminar um and i want to talk about more but i mean the things that interest me most are one are the culture that you were exposed to that you absorbed that you participated in, and the differences uh, in the different regions. It's,
3: it, when it's Ashish culture, it's mostly it's always been Muslim country, so there is a there is a lot of things in in uh, in common that hospitality, they are and. Uh, Je, je tech, the, the tech, the actual take of working are, are slightly different, but the world, the world family atmosphere when you live with them on the farm, it's quite similar. It's when I went to India and Nepal that it really changed totally. First, because for the first time of my life, I actually was working with live plants. When I went to a fish producing country, you work with cured flowers that have been, it's a bundle of, uh, of plants that have been cured for three to nine months. So you don't have that. You have a relation with the resin. You don't really have a relation with the plant. The relation with the plant was when I, uh, when I was in India, when you literally stick live resin in your hand at peak of the
2: And excuse me, sorry. And did you find when you went to these places, right? Like, how do you how do you approach? A, I, ima- I imagine that these uh, villages are somewhat suspicious of outsiders to start up, start off. Uh, they're what they're doing in almost everywhere is still somewhat illegal to you know enforce different amounts.
3: yeah. You know, I never thought about it until lately when I had to. Uh, to think about all the travel I did to actually try to learn what I was learning and consciously working alongside these people. And I realized that the, the, they gave me everything. I lived with them for months in a row. And the only thing that I, I had to uh, be absolutely clueless was that love for raisin and quality and that was my uh, that was the passport as you say. I, I, I don't feel nothing else because every one of this country I was really welcome in a way it's hard to describe and I had nothing much to offer and they gave me everything just because I was I guess uh, such a a crazy one to go that far to just, because I just wanted that highest quality that you cannot buy, you have to make it alongside them, and just for that, you you get the respect. I wasn't a buyer. I came there to to make it with them, which was quite different in a way.
2: Sure, and I, I... I think that to me is one of the most interesting, oh, uh, Frenchie, Ryan's telling me if we could ask you to just move the phone a little bit further from your mouth, sure, uh, I think the audience will be able to hear you a little more clearly. Um, yeah, and I think that's what's so interesting is you're you're approaching these people who, if they deal with Westerners, it's almost always as a buyer. Uh, what's that process like to walk up to someone because i I even know it's here in the states now, if I run into a grower outside of Colorado. Or a hash maker, and you start talking technique with them. They're very suspicious. They almost don't want to tell you anything. Uh, and that's being of the same culture, you know, whatever a few states away. How do you go about that, almost uh, as as a, as an anthropologist crossing that that boundary? Um, do, do you speak Arabic?
3: No, no. I spend uh, I spend months with people where we have maybe uh, half a dozen words in common. And we actually did have conversation. It must have been funny to, uh, to feel, but uh, we had conversation and it's like you have, been, it, it's hard to explain. It's like when you live alongside them for so long, it goes beyond language in a certain way. You can express a lot by making face and, uh, do you know what I mean? You sometimes need to understand the to, uh, to get the meaning.
2: Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and do you find that uh, going out there and sort of with that interest in quality and the head stash, you know, if you're, you're going out there saying, Hey, I know you sell a lot of commercial stuff to customers, but I'm here talking about head stash. I, I don't want to buy it from you. I don't want to export it. I want to share it with you. I don't want to help you make it. Uh, was it hard to get tapped into that core of people who really care about quality? I, I have to imagine it's like here, where not not 100% of people are really, really, really after the quality, it's really the devotees. I mean, you have
3: to understand that produce quantity, like in Morocco, it's the biggest exporter in the world. But behind that, they have been making ash and smoking ash in the family for Many, many, many generations. So, despite the fact that they produce quantity, they do also produce quality, but just for themselves. And, um, it's, it, it's, it's hard for me to explain how I approached them because I didn't really have a personal approach. Just the fact, I, I went so far into producing countries that already very few people would go that far. And then when you when you get up by your by your family, by your family and they start showing you their stuff and they always start to show you the worst quality and you don't want it, you don't want it, you don't want it, you don't want nothing that they have. And then you explain them, and say, look, it's like, I'd like to do it myself if you don't mind. And they keep out on you because few people are ready to spend the money necessary to, uh, to do that. And so, for me, I had no schedule. I had all the time in the world to do this because that was my small the year.
2: How long did, so you said you spent about three months in each location kind of working on that?
3: Um, you know, it's, I traveled, I'm a, I was really a full nomad. I hate habits. I hate to do the same things every day. So three months would be basically the, the limit where I feel that I'm starting to do the same thing to often. And I would split no doesn't matter how much I love the place, I would have to move on just to work. And intensity of being in one place when you know nothing and nobody, where your awareness is 101%, because everything is new, even if you didn't want to be aware, you would have to be. That's it's a little yeah. bit like, uh, right? it's a deep addictive very very addictive it's uh, you live with so much uncertainty at every level of your senses that you must be as but that can make you feel, feel alive in a certain way
2: so i i also wanted to you know if you, on this quest for quality obviously you you must make some relationships, some connections that are more lasting, something that's more something where you really click with a person. Obviously, you don't stick around, you travel around a lot, but did you come back around and, and uh, sort of reconnect with the same people frequently over the years?
3: In, in India, yes, for eight seasons in a row, I went back uh, in the mountain in the Malana in the Parvati Valley to the point that I even, I was even speaking the, the dialect of that specific village.
2: And so that became sort of like your adopted home away from home? Uh, at least in, there.
3: India India was uh, was a big love in uh, in my life. I spent more than eight eight or nine years of my life in India. And the main thing in India was was an amazing experience. First time you you caress a plant in the field at 10,000 feet and that everything sticks in your hand. It's, it's an experience that you, are, you want to, to repeat the very matter of the condition you're living in. It's something so magical. Like, for me, in India, smoking no to, uh, to another dimension. Just the fact that you you dedicate your smoke to the God, it makes you really think of the the goodness, how, how magical, how important it is, what you're smoking in a certain way. And that relation with the raising life on the while was something incredible.
2: Now, excuse me. Um, when... You're there uh, working in this case with the live plants. They're teaching you new things. They're sort of showing you technique. As you said, a lot of times it's nonverbal or or they're just speaking in their native language and you're sort of, you're just understanding from the content and the the sounds and and obviously they're showing you as well. Uh, Do you think when you started showing them things, were they initially receptive or were people skeptical? Did they feel like that they kind of, you, you were sort of strange to come there and start teaching them things? Not
3: really, because you work with their tool, so you have, you need to to work their tech literally. And I I never really thought the fact that I was learning alongside them until I actually started to teach, so that I really had to go back and remember the experience I had to actually learn what I was being teached at the time that I was absorbing. But it's not conscious, it's just that you pick up on the a, on a way because you walk alongside them. It's, I, I don't know how to, uh, to explain that. It, because it, it's such an openness of knowledge given, always, there is not that type of Western mentality in a certain way behind. And it, it, in my mind, it all fused together. And I have a favorite text that's mostly Afghani. Uh, but um, it's, it's something that I picked up after working in, in Morocco, for example. So uh, it's like you, you don't try to teach them when you go to them especially when you don't do the tool with, uh, with you. You adapt to the F and you absorb what they give you with what you have in your hand.
2: So I also did you have you traveled uh, less extensively elsewhere? Uh, have you travelled further east uh you know, then India or uh, further south, I guess than Mexico. We know is sort of the further south. We talked about.
3: Uh, America, just Mexico, Belize, Guatemala, and that was about it.
2: Did and th- were those also sort of for hash or just just traveling? Uh,
3: just uh, just traveling, mostly uh, mostly peyote, mushroom, uh, <laughs> <laughs> those type of research at the time. I did some ash in uh, in Mexico by chance. I mean when you're ash maker and people know that uh is that something you do uh, you got invitation. So we did a little bit in uh, in Mexico which uh, was really cool. But I uh, I did some in uh, in Cambodia, in Thailand, any any place that produce flower basically.
2: So you did go out, out as far as Cambodia and Thailand and work with some of those more uh, just classic Asian strains. I, I think that's what's, you know, your exposure to all these different varieties of cannabis in their native environments is part of It's I'm sure you take it for granted to some extent, but it's part of what's most fascinating. And we, we fancy ourselves here. We've seen a lot of strains, whether they're the real real deal or not, uh, come in front of our faces here in the States. But to travel and see these things sort of in their native situations, uh, in their native, uh, grown in their native manners, I, I think gives you such a unique uh, and privileged knowledge of the plant.
3: It is, but at the same time, I didn't know nothing about the plant. I, I didn't pay pretty much attention to the plant. I'm the resin guy. I collect resin. I don't, I, I, I wasn't connected with the plant, at, until in India and India was a certain level of connection. It's not the same connection that that I have now in a certain way because I learned so much about the plant and I know so much about the science behind it's like now i i can, I can live alongside the world and and see what in my plants grow, and as it in the end, it's it's something quite unique. The closest I've been in India into the mountain, in the Malana Valley and the Parvati Valley, you have two types of uh, of season. You have the wild cannabis, the wild jungle cannabis that is growing higher in the mountain, uh, wild for uh wheels how and it's kind of a earlier season, it's little patches all over that grows Everywhere.
2: Now, are those cultivated or they're truly wild? Are there like people who come by and tend to them, or they're just wild and anyone who wants to grab them and work? No, on them?
3: They, they're really true, true wild. There is nobody growing. Uh, it's uh, there is nothing of them, and they've been there for
2: hundreds uh, and
3: hundreds and hundreds of years. It's potentially the last of cannabis. And so, I, I, at least as uh, as they say, it is. So, so, you have that season and you deal with like little, small plants, uh, hardly higher than 3 feet or one bud, uh, but really, restrictive, very powerful. And then you have the children field, where they, they, they don't really take care of the plants like the guys, but they, they, um, they break the ground, they feed it at the rainy season, so that you have you like a nine-seater old green like
2: big tree. So there's some agriculture. And you know,
3: it's it's not... In the valley of the first year when we entered this, you had field in the middle of nowhere. And you, uh, you live in a cave or you build up a tabernacle. And the first year we offered the owner to buy the seed and make sure that we are catching anything in the country. And last three years, we recreated by the two uh, a wide phenotype of what plant And the, the, the difference in a matter of five-six years was the plant becomes a uh, small, one, uh, one little third of a uh, three-inch families Thanks uh, for answering. And every color you can dream
2: of. Hello. We're still here. <laughs> <laughs> we're still here. Sorry, sorry. We're just trying to adjust the sound. We we have a poor signal coming in on your phone, and we're trying to to make it so the listeners can hear a little more clearly. Oh, <laughs> Um But so. As you started to get more into the plants in your travels, obviously, there's a cumulative thing. But um, what was it like uh, kind of building this reputation as as the resin guy who's going around? You must have been sort of like a Santa Claus to some of these uh, more remote areas that don't get a lot of visitors at all, let alone visitors who are going to come and make hash with them. I say it is
3: quite interesting, especially in India. It, again, there is a, a world tribe living on a, on the marge ma- of society that just travel, and a lot of French, a lot of Italians. So they, it's like, uh, I, 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 twenty five years ago, Malana was something not really well known, and hmm. um, uh, needed to uh, to walk two days to uh, to go there. And you live another six hours from that village, uh, maybe uh, like the other side of the mountain, which was China and Tibet. So it's like you live really far in the middle of nowhere. You need to bring everything there, and you stay there for months. It's like now you have to be crazy to do things like this. You have to be so, so love with quality and raising that it's ridiculous. And that's why people accepted me the way they accepted me because it goes beyond what most people would do for for
2: anything. And I imagine that that because it's sort of in in that way is like self-selective, right? Like you have to really, as you said, you have to be really committed. It has to be your highest priority. Otherwise, there's no rational reason to go do this. Uh, I guess that, that sort of connects you with the right people right off the bat. It, the
3: most difficult is to find where is the point of the producer. And then we have to just go as as you can and as high as you can because it's always in the mountains, And you can up the
2: question And when you're going, I mean, like, you're talking about going really high up in the mountains. Do you have to, like, is this like real mountain climbing or not that high? <laughs> no,
3: no, it's not. let for example, in yeah. India, valley it's somewhere around 3,000 feet or something like that. In Alana Valley, 10,000. The, ch- the, the challenge you make at 10,000 feet is not the same as the one you make in the valley at 3,000. In those countries, it never made the ask of the challenge. Where did you go to make it? Where it come from? There is nothing but where it comes from. That's uh, that the. the uh,
2: so, with that as sort of the baseline and as uh, the baseline for the art of hash production in general and, and your education on it, <coughs> excuse me, how, how was that transition to now being in the States? Uh, I know out there in California you can work with a lot of uh, outdoor, but here in Colorado we're, we're mostly got indoor. What, what's that? What, is there a learning curve there? Was there a, a, a transition that had to be made?
3: Yes, because if you grow flowers, you know, indoors, and your flowers need to be in to a certain bag of that means that it needs to be in a lighter shade of color. And the, the actual quality of the resin formed into the resin head is in a certain way, secondary to you will expect as uh, a flower. That means that most people are going to 10 days to two weeks on the harvest. And these 10 days to two weeks change everything for us, make I, I've been turning to an uh, experience, flowers turning uh, to me that have been keeping the are time the regime mm-hmm. and then the same oil, the same humility, the same room are restricted to because here because whatever reason, the regime, the regime from the regime in you know what I, mean? what I like, what So. so
2: you're saying that two weeks earlier that essentially the the resin head is, isn't is fully developed inside. It's it's like not a full capsule.
3: It, it, it's not that because, interestingly enough, if you, if you let the seeds for cannabinoid content, it's so high level of cannabinoid. But there is so little resin inside that I cannot even hold it.
2: And now if you take it, Past that two-week period, does it is it just a matter of that resin will mature further, or will yes, you get? Is that how you get? Can you yes, yes. can you sort of?
3: So me, it's like I just not all only without any scientific knowledge, and I really thought I was doing that what I was doing. Since then, I picked up a lot of the resin. You call me a master, but at the same time I realize that I don't even know what truly the next quality because what is happening it is the two last weeks. I don't know what I don't know what's going on and it's all inside that perfect uh, perfection that I can get. That Beautiful resin. It's like it has to be brought to the peak of flowering time for me together to work with perfection.
2: And w- for you, when you're looking at resin glands, right, are you looking for, you know, the common, most common. Advice is you wait till 10% of the glands are starting to amber and then harvest it and then cure it. And by the time you're done curing, about 15 to 20% of the glands are starting to amber. What are you looking for? When do you want it? When do you want that plant cut?
3: The, uh, working like uh, Leo and, and uh, from Aficionado, they don't look at the resin head. Really? They, they, uh, they, they grow outdoor. They want their calyxes to be totally formed.
4: Absolutely. That's, yes.
3: what that's what they wait for. Um, you cannot actually judge the rightness on the color of the tricon except if you reach a certain point that like, uh, 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 a person I just met, she actually judge the rightness of the resume by looking at the set of colouring of every resin egg so that for me the resin egg is made at a fruit. Okay? So I look for I look for milk, I look for quality by shaking a tree, basically when I shake the tree, I'm shaking a tree. So when I shake a tiny bit, the ripest resin egg falls, the ripest fruit. Then I shake a second time a little bit harder, I have a second level of brightness that fall, And a third time, and so on, and so on. And I shake my uh, my king 12 to 15 times. So that I have 12 levels, 12 dimensions of brightness that the worldness of the plant was giving me. But this, I can see the hardness, I can see the quality once I have done the job. I I have never been able to judge the quality by somebody looking at the print before. I actually do the work. So you don't. You don't have to see how much resin is inside the resin. <clears throat> is
2: there any? Um, did you find any necessity in sort of like a? evaluating the material you're working on to uh, adjust your procedure at all, or it's you, you do it and, and then you, you judge the result?
3: I, I, for the moment, I do it and I judge the result, and uh, it's, it's something that I, uh, I I recommend to everyone in my, in, my, uh, in my classes, do not accept big quantity of trim. Take a pound of everything, Work it out, see the result, then you can accept. Yeah. You cannot do the work and see the result after. I have done it. I spent 12 to 14 hours working. When you have like weeks with really bad results, it's, it's, it's out. It's as much as it's rewarding to press good reason, uh, it's really,
2: I'm just checking the time here Frenchy sorry I I want to make sure that we talk about the class more and you brought up some of the material you're you're, uh, going to be covering in the class Uh, I think now's a good time to start making the transition over to that topic so
3: it's it's very simple Uh, I, I didn't invent anything there is what I bring to the table is the science that I set behind the tradition I learned and the experience I've had. It's like I have seen things in my life many times that for me become uh, uh, a reality. I know, I believe it is a tracing, reason i much it brings to the table. I knew it without just by experiencing it when I was younger. But since I learned the science behind, it brings to a level where I have I have respect for tradition, you know, I am I am shocked how deep the the knowledge goes the terrorists. Like very press with you know, do a you get rid of the CO2 molecule, so that when you smoke, you have a maximum cannibalism going through the barrier of your life. But then, I said that you just got the you got the protein inside the natural region. It much more than this. You can see compound. You can't find them that we don't even have a name, more than 50 years ago, it's it, it becomes something that is literally magical to try to read So talk, there speaking there about that. that, I know and feel what <laughs> a does it's a thing that we want, to, we want to study literally because it may bring the game the to a level that has not been well approached. It's like the future of us because we have the science to see that what is behind what has been done for so long, uh, we can bring that further. That's why for me, teaching is so important because I don't have any because of my education, my travel. and you need to assess in a certain way at my age, when I give this to somebody in his twenties, because that's the future, they're going to play the game much further than me because, because of who you are and because of the tools, because of everything that they can bring to the, to the game that I don't have. I if I give them that foundation that the understanding of what actually tradition brought to the table like. We actually invented agriculture. Can I suggest one of the plants that they did and cultivated uh, by domesticated and that's why only 200,000 of them that it's been true to literally invent agriculture. These people, we are the only thing in nature yeah the new distinction you were so plain it said it it really took some time you you considered it like you the organism as it is actually accident
2: stuff here sounding much better there yeah, wow right, right whatever there you just did for you made you just sound did right there better. Whether
1: it's pulling the phone cl-
2: whatever you just did was perfect yes, yes. <laughs> this this however you're holding the phone perfect. right now you've, yeah what's fixed Okay, cool. We were freaking out here trying to get the sound good, but it was, it was that, okay. Um, so, I mean, one thing you touched on there that I think is a great way to sort of discuss what's unique about this seminar, because there are plenty of seminars you can go to and learn how to wash, uh, run a washing machine, pull bags. Uh, you, you probably don't even need a seminar for that. Uh, the insight that you've shared is sort of this combination of traditional knowledge of what works best without understanding why, and then what you're bringing to the table and what you're really uh, pulling together here is why. That piece that was never, you, even in your travels, no one was teaching you why. They were showing you how. They were showing you what. Um, but they couldn't explain why. They just knew that's what made the quality. Uh, and now, you know, being here, here and now very much, you're able to get so much of the science. The idea of changing the resin by working with it manually, uh, can you explore that a little?
3: Actually, the, the problem in this industry, you call the process ice uh, water extraction. You do not extract. If you look at the definition of the word extraction, it doesn't really apply to what we do. We see
1: it.
2: Frenchy, I'm going to have to. I'm going to. I'm going to ask you to. Uh, I'm going to ask you to adjust the phone again. I'm going to ask Sorry?
1: you. Oh, there, there you go. Yeah. You're going to ask you to adjust yeah. the phone. Yeah. It's it's got to be pretty much like right right up against your cheek. It can't be more than two to three inches from your mouth.
0: Okay, okay. Like this. Yes, 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 yes,
1: yes, Okay.
3: Okay. So basically, it's like I I make the people learn the definition of the of the word "shit," which imply a lot. So when when you know that actually you're using the seizing process and you know the definition of the world, there is a lot of things that you have to connect to that. And I show the... the I show dry seizing and how I use dry seeding tech and I apply it to the water. And how water gives a huge advantage. With dry seed you agitate... And you sieve at the same time. It's, it's, one process made of two, two parts. Sure. When, when you use water, you can separate these two processes. You agitate in a washing machine and you sieve in your bag. You don't collect in this bag. This bag are not made to collect. This bag are your tools. That's the sieve. That's where you really do the separation. And it's as simple as that to get to tell you the truth. It's like I I explain the basic of dry and I show it with, with the use of water and what water brings and how to maximize that.
2: And of course, once you've, you know, you, you save uh, and then you have your resin, even at that point, I think you have techniques that, uh, because, look, the resin on a bag, I know many people who can get resin on a bag and get that far very well. Uh, getting it off the bag in the best possible way, in the best possible condition, and finishing that, whether we're talking hand pressing or planning or whatever, uh, that's where I think your expertise really outshines, uh, frankly, anyone working right now uh, in hash. That, that finishing process, which to me, uh, Adam says all the time, it's like, uh, so you can make the dough, but can you bake it? You know, that's that's where uh, that that's what's unique about this seminar. That half of the equation. A lot of places teach you to make the dough, but how do you bake it? If you
3: think of it collecting the resin, it's, it's easy part. It's like collecting grape. The but then the winemaker makes the wine. It's when you crush this grape. And there is a chemical reaction me, you let that chemical reaction happen and then you bring this to another level, level you transform it through a gene, resin is very much similar to that when you push the resin head into a of resin, there is a strong chemical reaction happening. And if you let this happen the, the quality of the resin came and if you let it age a little bit longer it might like the it gets smoother and it got a stronger body while really holding the curtain really pretty.
2: so I think that's that's a really apt and, and also beautiful metaphor there that treating thinking of resin heads as grapes, right? So yeah, the process of sieving is like gathering your grapes, and then the process of making hash is you're really pushing uh, the resin or the juice out of these independent little spheres, or a lot like grapes, actually. But then the idea that right. by doing that you're interacting those two, comp- you're sort of releasing these two components to interact. Exactly, but
3: you stay in the mass of the resin or the resin, and they're going to be absorbed by it. It's not you you just press. Try- one, uh, one review, it may not make just of the price, but it most certainly will do
2: And I'm looking here at, at uh, because I'm interested in this chemical interaction, this sort of like, uh, you're not forcing it, you're facilitating it, right? You're not adding anything to the resin head, uh, you're not taking anything away, you're adding heat and pressure to sort of break things open, but you're really giving it a chance to. Interact with itself in a novel way, uh, but there's you know talk. I'm looking at some research here about a new terpene uh, that they found. Uh, hashishin, exactly that they found sort of only in this process.
3: This is one of the fifty compounds that you find in hashish that you can trace back to the live plant or the dry plant, but has been transformed. So you said there's 50
2: compounds that are different in yeah. hashish from the live plant.
3: Wow! As I, you I read that article? That uh, it, it's done by French people and not it They did it in my hometown. It's it, it killing me, like. And this is like the most rewarding research I could have dreamed of. It's like it, it made it, it makes pressing. Really, truly, an art form, and that's what you find in producing countries. And price ash it's something unique, and everybody impressed and in ash before smoking. I'm not talking about export price, something that to give it I'm talking about really creating that mass of regime because resin, by definition, is made to stick together. Right. Is you keep
2: it you Now, you know this is, I think, a distinction between traditional hash makers. Another thing, along that same idea, as Adam says, and Americans that, yeah, it when, when it's sieved, it's resin, and not until it's finished is it hash. Uh, in America, obviously, we smoke a lot of sieved, re- sifted resin, uh, and, and refer to it as hash. And I think that what you're saying is that that's the difference. It, those compounds haven't been converted uh, into exactly. this 50 unique, and that's the difference between hash and resin.
3: It, it's not just it's not the same. It's it's truly really like uh, drinking drinking, uh, drinking bread juice and drinking wine.
2: Well, and and I'm looking at it. It's very interesting. In the on alchemiaweb.com. Slash blog en slash hashishine dash the dash terpene dash of dash hashish. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a great little paragraph here. It says hashishine is a rearrangement of beta mercine. and we're all familiar with beta mercine, common uh, common uh, terpene that we find in cannabis. It says, We know that cannabis contains high amounts of monoterpenes and sesquiterpenes. Sesquatch. Sesquiterpenes. Alpha and beta-pinene, beta-mercene, and limonene are among the most commonly found monoterpenes, while the predominant sesquiterpenes are beta-caryophyllene and alpha-humulene. Seven out of ten cannabis samples used in this study contained large amounts of beta-mercene. That was 195 to 28.7%, which is a huge amount. But what about the hashish samples? And this is what's fascinating. After a first series analysis researchers found out that every hashish sample contained a remarkable amount of what they're calling hashishin now and it was quite surprising because it, it had only <coughs> been isolated once before this study when you look at it closely and they do the analysis it, hashishin is just the beta-myrcene you know it's the same little lines and hexagon uh on the drawing but it's just all switched around it's been moved around and turns into <laughs> a different compound
1: it's it's wild the the different uh types of terpenes that you can get not even not even necessarily the different types but just the different concentrations of terpenes that you can get with hash extraction uh i mean i just submitted some of our rosin uh a couple of weeks ago and it came back at almost 10 percent terps just about 8 and change percent terps but a lot of it uh was uh, Terpeniline and it's that's hearing that that is you know four or five percent of that specific terpene uh, in a rosin is especially with the strain that it came from is really strange because I mean that that's essentially the main terpene that's in you know like turpentine.
2: Well, but it's interesting also uh, looking at this study for example, they're showing that whereas sort of the beta myrcene converted into hashishine, the terpinolene is gone. Uh, from this sample, and this, and this is like a handmade which is crazy. hash versus a rosin, versus which a rosin, I think,
1: which was yeah, just because it's faster, probably
2: probably lean. preserve that a, a little more. So, and that explains a lot, uh, accounts for I think a lot of the subtle difference between rosin and hash. And uh, you know what, what this is sounding to me is like much like sherry. It's almost like the difference between sherry and wine, right? Because sherry is like this really oxidized wine. Uh, it's a little stronger brandy where it's like a, that's what it is brandy is a little more fortified wine. Um, and I think that's what it comes across with hash. That's what I always love about it. It has this more mature character and its flavor. It's not as simple. It's a lot more complex. And that's these way the
3: depth, the depth and the complexity to it. that is that is <laughs> something you like or, uh, or you don't but to know why and at, a, at the bottom of that article he you, you gives you the people who did the, um, the research and the research paper. The, you read the research paper. It's amazing. But uh, really, really mind-blowing. The guy just uh, it, it's a really uh, not even a short overview of what is really behind mm-hmm. the research. It's no. like 60 plus pound, pound. To create uh, photo-oxidation and it by pressing and many tensions or all the many tension that happen when you make a natural resin from a loose resin.
2: Now, is this something that you've had an opportunity, or are going to have an opportunity now that testing is really quite available? Is this something that you're you're finding an opportunity to sort of uh, use as a process analy- analytic, like? Where you can work resin to some extent, where you know it's not finished yet. And maybe you, in your mind, it's twenty-five percent done or fifty percent done, and then you get it tested and see where it's at, and then take it a little further and get it tested and see where it's at. Uh, is that something that you've considered, or, or anything that you're working yes. on? Yes. Oh yes.
3: Oh yes. That's one of my big, big, big. Uh I did say that. It's something I really need to do. I, I would love to uh, to test the resin before being pressed, the resin just after pressed, the resin a month after pressed, and then per uh, per period of three or six months, like to give like 30 grams of a a big trample ball, so that people can, every time you uh, you do a, a test, you go inside the mass and you take something from the inside.
2: Sure. Do you and do you uh, test the right. inside versus the outside as well to see sort of the difference? Uh,
3: the outside it's it's just uh, it's just technically what uh, oxidizes what uh, what protects the inside in a certain
2: way. Right. I'm trying to find the link to that article so I can share it with the group. I think I did. I did just find it. Excellent. So I'm going to go ahead and be able to post uh the link to the article that we're referencing here to the Adam Donshall it, Facebook it, it,
3: group. It, 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 yeah. These people made an amazing article also on uh, why you shouldn't uh, freeze your cloud flesh. <laughs> Which, it's nice to have somebody backing me up. It's the first time somebody writes this uh, something that I've been preaching for quite a while.
2: Well, and it's, uh, it's so funny because it's something I think intuitively a lot of us have known, but again, without the science, how do you really uh, prove it? But it just speaks perfectly. You know, you you press the grapes, you get the wine. The wine has to sit out and ferment and age. And then if you want to make it into brandy, you have to add a whole other uh, plums or whatever and let that ferment as well. And there's these stages of chemical changes that build such a rich product. And you can't, you know, no pun intended, you can't fake the funk. You can't rush that. Uh, You can't, you can't. I, I, I would be very curious to see what it would be like now that people are sort of, manipulating and adding terpenes after the fact to add synthetic hashishin. I think it wouldn't work. I don't think it would be like hash.
3: Oh, no. Oh, it probably. It probably has to be. It's amazing, especially when you hash. Jim has a five-year-old ash made with a a plant that has been breeded longer. And I did twice ash with the same plant breeded to higher level. And the uh the, the ash with bigger tools that was and, uh, everything you want was on my side. My ash is miles away from his eight one. But like it's not even the uh it's it's not even playing in the same uh in the same court. Like, crazy, crazy difference. Like really, aging brings so much on the table that we don't know. they can change uh, the face of the of the industry, art industry anymore. In uh, in the world, this is something like just because we have the science and every will be different, like like varietal, Some will smoke young and smokers want to be aged. Need to be aged; we to
2: get better. So uh, that that leads to an interesting discussion on the aging process. Uh, one is it is there a, a cap? Well, you know, is it finished ever? Does it ever finish, or will it continue to get? Obviously, it'll continue to. Or I guess the first question is, will it continue to change? And secondly, will those changes always be better, or will it kind of reach a peak point where you want to either stop it from aging uh, or consume it?
3: So the oldest I smoked was uh, 12 years old. 12 years old. Wow. In India, that was charas. Then I smoked a 10 years old Nepalese uh, royal Etang, uh, Nepalese total boy, And then with a the wife, like eight, five years, two, three years, quite often. I mean, quite often. So Not that often. It's kind of like uh, Wait, did you say, I'm sorry, like, I was looking
2: I, at Facebook. Did you just say 50 years old?
3: twelve the Oh, Oh twelve, okay, yeah, yeah.
2: Tw- yeah. Okay, that's I heard that part. Okay.
3: Um twelve and ten <laughs> the the time a total goal and then like eight and five and uh, average two or three. Now do um, I th- sorry I think there is a plateau for sure where it's just stabilized and, and stays there.
2: And where do you think but that it's plateau it's seems it's to come in? It's in the
3: perfect condition. It should last that
2: And do you think that plateau is, you know, do you think 10 years is necessary? Is there a difference between 8 and 10 years? Is there a difference between 5 and 8 years?
3: I, I, I can't say. I can't say. It was amazing. Oh, I'm sure. I can't say. Like the, the, the wire the temple boat, I didn't believe the guy. I really didn't, even, I never seen something even really close to that temple body. So it it looks like a, a rock, like a dull, blackish, big ball, with no, like no plastic, no packaging, nothing. And the guy had little holes around, around it, and he, he broke it like a, like an egg. And in, so you had like that thin, thin cross of like a millimeter or two of really that like hard, very really, it It's really hard like a, a shell. And inside it was like, goodness, I have never seen something like this and never smelled something even remotely close to uh, to that.
2: So the, the, yes. now, now they don't smoke the shell, right? Do they just kind of like crack the shell? and uh, what is it like twenty five percent of the outside I, I, is they the, the it shell?
3: Inside. The inside and then they close
2: it out. That's pretty cool. Also, you like it's like a little Cadbury egg or something where you crack it open and you <laughs> scoop some of the goop out and you close yeah. it back. Um, but imagine,
3: imagine what comes behind this. Somebody was so into the resin. We know it so well in tropical countries to make the resin protect itself, and just get on the shelf. Nipar is that amazing proof of technology for me.
2: So, and, and that's an interesting question. The difference between when you're working in like a very humid, warm, tropical climate and something of more an arid, dry climate, I have to imagine that when you're working in some parts of the Middle East, higher altitudes, uh, it's much easier to develop sort of a shell on the outside and, and it dries sort of naturally and hardens. But in a hot, wet climate, I mean, I even know in the States, when you're on the East Coast in summertime, hash stays sticky. You can't really get it to, to harden up. Is there is it a matter of technique or you just find a... a a vessel or it's a place tech. it's tech
3: <laughs> and i imagine tech. that's I where i mean it's like in metal and india yeah, the only problem is uh mold everything mold, mold sure is yeah. everywhere yeah you know what i mean it, i've never seen it on a plant but on the on the ashes it's, it's crazy you only need to buy quality to avoid it I and mean, even when you buy quality it's a site so that to create something that protects the resin inside from the element in such a way, it's amazing. And the stuff is gooey creamy inside, my friend, ooh la But I have never seen somebody make a royal uh, uh, temple ball, ever. I, I had the guy explain me how it was done, but I've never seen it already. Uh, in, uh, I was there in 1980 in Nepal and already was the end of the...
2: Uh, and how different, how much variation is there in the technique between sort of the, the Royal Temple Ball method and the standard uh, Nepali method?
3: It, From it, what the guys now they, they just make a ball like me, and they put it in a plastic. Yeah. So That's easy. And it's that final. First, they, well, well, so they, they take many pieces of jars together and slowly, slowly, they press them together until it's a big mass of perfect ball with no blemish whatsoever. And then they roll that ball on a, on an on a enamel plate. So out in the sun so well that it literally sees the outside uh, layer in a, in a cell that will not, that can stand, that this one could stand ten years without a crack, without anything. It looks like a, a big, dull black stuff with no penis, like a stone polished by water and all except that it's perfectly round.
2: And another question I'd always had. Well, I have so many questions now that we're getting into like tech, technical pressing. And How luckily, do you
1: make exactly what you make? And uh,
2: no, we only have now. We, we have ten more. That, now though. we have ten more questions. 12, uh, tw- ten more minutes. Twelve more minutes, and then I think Adam's going to call in from New York. If not, I have questions for you. I always wondered this, right? Do these various uh, regions or families or whatever. Have ways that they take care of their hands specifically so they can make hash. I mean, I've seen, and that kind of ties in. I've seen a lot of the Moroccan guys, the fire and ice method, where they're like handling hash on hot coals. It looks really hot, and it looks like they've been doing this for a long time. Uh, Is there, are there, like, because their their primary tools are their hands? Is there uh, any preparation that they, you know, do to make their hands get better at this over time?
3: Um. In India, yes, because it's your tool. Uh-huh. That's where you, you actually collect the resin, so your hand is quite uh it's quite important. In in other like in acid producing country, it's it mostly the cleanliness is not really from the people and because they are Muslim actually, most of them do admission and stuff like that before going into the room to work. It's like it, they are naturally clean people. Even if it doesn't look like it on the picture, uh, they're actually clean despite the conditions they're living in. Yeah, uh, but when they work, they work clean. Because that's what they do. So, for so example, uh, the drying room... In, uh, in Morocco or Pakistan uh, is completely really much cleaner than anything I've seen uh, around the California.
2: Really? Yeah. I mean, I believe it. I've seen, you know, I've seen the videos, old videos of the Reef Mountains, you know, there's an old movie called Keef and the Reef, uh, where it just shows them working. And and you can tell the, the people are very conscious of what they're doing. And that's sort of the first thing that you get is that they this is a very deliberate, you know, the efforts are focused, you know what you have to keep really clean and what you mm. don't but the areas that they have to keep clean are, you know, really sealed and, and kept clean.
3: Well, you have to think also that most of what we do, it's, uh, it, it's so exposed, so they are not super, super careful, they are super careful with their, touch. Right. That's really, I mean, it's really, it's touch is <laughs> what I want. That's you. <laughs> I
2: and so I know that, uh, and I think you're gonna in the seminar prevent some of. I think it's a Turkish method using sort of a, a vessel with hot hot water in it to to roll the heads It's
3: something I made up to use It's something I wanted to mimic All uh, tracing. So and but I wanted to have a, a, a strong kicker too. I, I, I kick up somewhere around thirty to forty percent. So by using uh, boiling water at two twenty in a in the wine bottle, by the time I start pressing, I press somewhere around 180, 190, 200, and I press my piece of ash three times somewhere around ten minutes, a good ten minutes so that at the end of the day, I have a super nice, slow detail uh, of like seventy to 40% of my uh, of
2: my Now, have you played with any of the other methods? I, I know that's your primary method, and it's probably the most efficient for production. Obviously, the quality's there. But have you played with any of the other, the other methods, uh, sort of out of curiosity and in your learning process, for heating and cooling and uh, manipulating?
3: Uh, I mean, I use I use cold it to uh, to manipulate, like you say. Exactly, cold it's just an element to help you deal with the sticking characteristic of the resin. It's not cold that make it fall. It's made like a fruit. It's made to fall at the smallest smaller touch. Cold it just give you an element. Um, An habitat that is encouraging the process in a certain way. Like in the producing country, uh, to make ash, you go in the winter because you sieve in the winter. If you want to press and you sieve in the shade, you wouldn't sieve in the sun. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, when you take this and you put it in in a washing machine, it's not the ice. It's not the cold. It's the water movement that struck away the resin pipe. So it has to be powerful and gentle. Everything, you want to work in the cold element because then your sticky is going to be, your resin is going to be more easier to handle. No it's it's an element that's using. It's not mandatory to the process.
2: So one thing that we hear a lot as far as the washing process, the separation process, <coughs> is that the cold is important to keep the resin at that point sort of rigid so it breaks easier at the stalk um, rather than, than bending. And uh, it sounds like what you're saying is that it doesn't even need to be that cold when you're washing. Uh, that, that's the, the not what the point.
3: Head, the resin head is made like a fruit to fall at the smallest touch, there is an decision that is under the resin head, like a fruit or like a leaf. It's made to fall at maturity. So, trying to make the stock brittle for the egg to fall, actually, it's uh, it doesn't make sense. But it's only cut because brittle stock it becomes small and it could become part of your. But something that you have to separate after in your bag, you want, you want, to, you want to keep the wellness of the plant as much as you can. You just want the current the of the water stroking off the resin egg. It's like laying out the river, lay down in a, in a river, flat on it, and then you feel all the water massaging you. That's what we do. That's why I, uh, I can wash my plant 12, 15 times and I hardly break anything. I open the bed, but I don't crush oh. or I don't break
2: my leaves. Sure. And and because it's not frozen, you're not getting it broken up. It's still pliant. That makes a lot of sense. Do you have any, uh, or maybe this is part of the process in some way. How do you deal with the fact that you, your water-soluble terpenes... Are going to be more soluble in, or less, uh, water soluble terpenes will be less soluble in colder water. Uh, t- do you have to account for that? So it's like
3: where, my question is, where are the terpenes? The terpenes are what comes from the stock, it's a ter- terpen precursor. Then it's stored under the belly of the resin head. It becomes terpenes until it leaks inside the resin head. So as long as my membrane, the membrane of the raising head is not broken, I cannot lose anything I'm interested in. This makes what sense. I lose, what I lose is the breaking point. Yes, I lose at that part, but it's a precursor of step, and I'm, I'm not really worried too much about it. What I'm, my world interest is the raising head, that awareness, that's it that, My membrane is not broken by any means So that I can, when it breaks, it's under my hand And I transform what's inside into a mask So I lose nothing, or as little as possible
2: That's actually a very reasonable, really good counter-argument I I think the basic idea that if it's warmer, the the head's not going to break As long as it's an intact head, water can't penetrate it uh, it doesn't have to be hot or warm, by that matter, but room temperature, why not?
3: I mean, I can stay that room temperature. It would be less easy. I would get less, but it works. It's, I like it better when it's cold. I, I wouldn't go and feel in the middle of the summer in the sun.
2: Sure. But you wouldn't I'm sure necessarily... It,
3: but it's, it's really not the best way to do it
2: but but you don't I guess my what I'm finding very interesting is that you don't need it to be especially with the water in the mix as cold as a lot of people believe to sieve. you you're not yeah, really trying exactly. to induce this brittleness in the plant by making uh, it cold exactly and uh, it, it sounds like that's based on what you're saying that's actually counterproductive because if you're making the stalks more brittle you're making the heads more brittle if you break the head that's when you're your losing terpenes to the
3: water exactly exactly
2: Huh.
3: you make the mess of it huh
2: you do make a mess. <laughs> and yeah. I mean the your water smells great when you get it really cold. It gets nice and frothy it, it and really I mean it does and
3: it's like it's it exists at temperature so it, it smells. But it's like it smells as strong in the drying room in a, in a producing coffee. It's dry seed, it smells strongly too. Yeah. You know what, I mean? what you lose in the water you lose in your in your seeding room too. In the water it's all condensed in the small medium, so it smells high. In, uh, you, don't, you cannot go in a sitting room without being totally closed and protected that only your eyes. Show. Sure. And I, I tried. I didn't ask. I mean, I thought it would really be cool to get high at the same time that I was doing this. Ah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reggie. We're going to do shout outs one more time. I'm going to keep you on the line if you have a few more minutes because we're. We're trying to get Adam to call in in New York. He's on the street. It's a little loud, so I don't know if he'll be able to. Uh, if he can't oh, call cool. in, I'd love to talk to you for about twenty more minutes, man. But uh, let's do our shout outs real quick, and we'll come back. Cool, cool. Uh, big, big shout out, of course, to Way to Grow, uh, our favorite resource for gardening. You want to call if you call in from your phone, like not from Skype, then we can get you on the line with Frenchie. You want to do that? Okay, okay, I'll do that. Okay, okay, bye. okay. All right, bye. We'll finish. Way- so KTI, sorry, finish talking about Way to Grow. So he goes back. Oh, did we lose Frenchie too? Shouldn't have. Okay.
1: Well, I'm ho- so your I friend didn't click like anything. Yeah. I'm so so my
0: friend, up. you know, he, he he goes back a couple of days because he, you know, he decides he wants a bunch more soil and then he goes back and he's like, hey, how much can I get for, you know, this much soil for And they offer him a deal that's more than what they offered him for that one bag of soil. So, you know, he argues with him. He goes, hey, you know, you got me a better deal the other day when I got one bag of soil and they kind of argue with him. They're like, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. So he finally uh, took my advice and went to Way to Grow, and without even dropping the uh, Adam Dunn show, he got a better deal than what he did uh, going to that the, uh, the grocery store.
2: Uh, so I think we got Adam and Frenchie on the line right. now.
0: Might
2: have my thing. Yeah. Got, okay, my Uber's here. Cool. All right, we got Adam. His Uber's here. Frenchie's on the line. <laughs> nice.
1: all so happening.
2: And, and, and we're finishing our shout outs here. So, Adam, yeah,
1: give us three just minutes. chill. Let's let okay, us finish. Perfect. I'll get in there either. Frenchie, can you still hear us, pal? Yep. We're looking for Frenchie, not Adam. That's not Frenchie.
2: Adam, you don't talk. We're looking for Frenchie. (laughs)
1: All right, that's Frenchie. so
2: Frenchie's there. Okay, that laugh is Frenchie. Perfect. (laughs) Okay, Okay, big, big shout-out to uh, our buddies at Incredibles Edibles. Of course, uh, award-winning edibles and concentrates. We're
0: going to get no other cab to Brooklyn now.
2: Yo, Adam. Adam, do you want to do the Incredibles spot from the from a t- New York taxi cab, or <laughs> <laughs> you want to let me do it from the studio?
1: Who am I shouting out now?
2: Do Incredibles. Incredibles.
1: I would try to do ads over here. Just talking. Oh, good old Incredibles. All the food. Do, do the do the Incredibles. Read. It. Now, yeah, yo, do the Incredibles. Hey, hey Incredible Edibles, <laughs> Incredible Edibles. Uh, They're They're in New
0: York. They're everywhere. Now their uh, flavors are off the hook. I heard there's a bacon flavor coming out,
2: right? Oh, we're, we're going to maybe announce the new flavors it. in a couple weeks. What was we'll, we'll su-
0: Bacon ice cream cakes? Or what was the deal? What was it? Mm, Something ice cream crazy cool. flavors. Yeah, we'll, but, uh, we'll see if those
2: flavors in. are coming out.
0: Everyone out here is loving. Everyone out here is can't wait to get Incredibles into New York, that's for sure. Maybe it'll happen. Who knows? But uh, you can get them in Colorado, no problem. And Cali All soon. Over in Cali, Vegas.
2: Find out more at iloveincredibles.com. It's
0: becoming a more incredible world every day. Every day. Absolutely.
2: And let's give a big more shout incredible. out to probably our least New York sponsor, buildasoil.com. There's buildings in New oh, York, yeah. but yeah. there's not a lot of soil. But, uh, well, upstate.
0: Soil. Upstate, right? You know, they got some
2: soil upstate. <laughs> our favorite choice for custom organics. Fertilizer, they will mix you bulk blends. Jeremy's just, I was t- texting with him today. He's got a truck of Malibu biodynamic compost hitting tomorrow Order the fresh batch of Malibu. We're getting some. That's what he's recommending instead of castings right yeah. now. He's offering it at such a good price. Usually you can't afford to get that stuff at the same price as castings, so you go with the cheaper castings. The price he's offering it at right now is competitive with castings. Mm-hmm. There's n- no question to make that upgrade. It's amazing compost. Really excited uh, to be able to offer that through Build-A-Soil. Of course, big, big shout-out to grow Stones. Adam, you, ma- you making any Grow Stones out there? You going through some bottles, buddy?
0: I made a lot of growth stones last night. My God,
2: good uh, but nice I'm for your birthday! That. I
0: talked to I, I, I talked to a guy today who was using growth stones, uh, and he was a really, really, really scientific kind of kid. He was like he was, came out of the aqua he came out of the aquarium world, and he's like taking it you know real seriously. Sure, and he loves without the me mentioning stones. it, he said he uses growth stones as the medium of choice. So There you go. I was pretty proud. I was like, well, they were one of our sponsors, so I'm glad to hear that you got such good results with it he yeah.
2: actually added he said he had dolomite he
0: had dolomite and uh quartz into his mix, and so he does a, like a just a pair of just looking so pretty awesome interesting quartz uh, dolomite and
2: uh so and of course big big shout out very to versatile <coughs> to our buddies at uh hydroponic research makers of veg and bloom uh the whole lineup there of extremely simple elegant professional grade products solutions for large-scale gardens uh where it's consistent, repeatable, high quality. I, I can't talk enough about how it's the way to go on a big system. The veg and bloom, the plus life, the push and the shine, it's a very simple formula to produce fire. Uh, it couldn't be easier, it couldn't be more cost effective. Uh, they customize it, of course, to your uh, water pH uh, and PPM to make sure that you have the You gotta right. make
0: sure you do that. Make sure you, do, make sure you give them the right exact order that you have because they're, they're definitely uh, different formulas for different water sources.
2: And if you're or, and if you're a commercial garden, you can send them a water sample and they'll 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 figure it out for you I, and make you a custom blend. I think blend.
0: you can get a you, you should probably get them a water sample if you or you could probably get a water sample done if then that results sure it absolutely. Up. absolutely. No,
1: I, I have to ask because I yeah. I haven't used it in a while, but when I was using it, they were it was it was plus size. No, it's plus life. So it's just plus life. That's the no, no veg addi- additive. No, the, the bloom additive, the additive now is done. shine. Well, the shines it's that's shine, like, yeah. but I'm saying the plus life is the plus size now, which was no. The, plus, the shine
2: is replaced plus size, and plus uh-huh. life is their microphone. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, and of course. I
1: noticed you guys, I noticed you guys are at my house. That's yeah, we are. Oh, it's yeah. creepy, I'm I bet. You didn't get very far. I'm stealing fucking everything, really dude. Like, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait. Like, people rob your house. I'm stealing all these paintings, and I'm going to put your cannabis cups on yeah. eBay.
2: Yeah, we're selling Adams yeah. cannabis cups on eBay.
1: So if you want them, ten bucks. Nice. Every bid will shock nice. the kid. No, it will not. There's no shocks. No shocks
4: today, huh? You guys did not. We just, we enough. decided we decided if we
2: do it once a month, it'll probably preserve the kids' nerves longer and also keep the novelty going. Uh, okay, yeah,
0: it's like you do know, It's like a cat. You don't want to kill the kill the things you don't want to you kill, don't want the the kill cat. it
1: ever it's a it's an animal yeah,
2: it's, <laughs> it's a terrible way of saying that <laughs> well,
1: you know, wait 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 you big big shout to out to seeds, seeds
2: here now Seeds here
1: now oh, you right, we're one. Here now.
2: All doesn't we'll, matter wrong one okay dark horse genetics dark horse concentrates oh why don't you pull up the new site oh yeah, yeah. D- oh, yeah i heard
0: about this somebody There's made a, a new site said, oh so dark horse competition i was like what are you talking about i have no idea what's that dark horse
2: dark horse competition i don't know anything about that
0: there's a new site? C O. Like something about a clone competition, all using
2: dark horse genetics. Did you hear about the, Yes, there's the grow off. We are providing the genetics for the grow off. That's a good I did not know about. this. This is good to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, know. it's an interesting competition. Uh, Jake Brown and uh, some of the guys from the cannabis are organizing it. It's only for licensed facilities. Only licensed rec facilities. Ah, I get it. okay. So it's licensed facility, and then you get oh, it uh, so it gets metriced over to you, gets transferred in the system, and then oh, well, no what judging. No, ge- no. Well, we can't tell them what genetics. Secret genetics. That's all the point. We bred oh. it for the competition, and then everybody grows it, and then it's whoever gets the highest terpenes, highest cannabinoids, and largest uh, heaviest weight in metric. Yeah, your hours. site's
1: freaking out, bro.
2: Okay, well, it's not going to work on this big screen. We're not going to load that site right now. Uh, let's keep it moving to Seeds Here Now. Seeds here, here Now. Seeds Here Now. Is Seeds Here, C's here now. now in New York? He's not there. No,
0: he's not in New York. He's going to be in Alaska, I think. It's Alaska. It's uh, Alaska. He's going in Seattle, Fairfax, Alaska. Alaska. Nice. And, uh, Seattle. There's another show coming up there And then he's back up to Alaska so he's covering that whole Northwest He
2: loves the Northwest Dude's
1: all over the place Does he even have a house? Like, he just travels all over, right? Mm-hmm. Why even have a he house? on the plane he, he only sleeps on the plane He just, he just moves. moves He just why, moves why Oh, you know he? what? Oh, here's great news
0: He found my suit
2: there Oh, wonderful uh, I <laughs> didn't know your suit was missing That's <laughs> great <news. laughs> I, I thought no Suits here now Suits here now Suits here now
1: That's what TSA I was told I was told that's what right, TSA was looking for It was your right. suit Yeah, in Yeah, in my balls Yeah, <laughs> All right. So, yes. Shout out, Stan. We got Adam on the line. We got Frenchie
2: on the line. We got seven. Wait, wait. Who, who, who okay. Do, we have on the do line? it. Go ahead. We got Adam on the line, and we have Frenchie on the line. There we go. Adam, you like that? Well, there you go. That's enough. That's you love international, list, I think. Right yes, there? there you go. All right, pull that down, kid. Pull up. There we go. Pull up. Pull down. Pull. No. 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 <laughs> Uh-huh. So, Adam, are you psyched for the Frenchie seminar? I can't even hear. Are you psyched for the Frenchie seminar?
0: Of course we are. Okay, I can't I got a lot. I've actually got a few people out here asking about it, so you know it's getting The word's getting out, for sure.
2: That's nice. Oh, Frenchie, are there still... P- and even
0: and within two seconds of watching the show, I had people surround... Like, I watched the show during the beginning when you guys were opening it up, and within two seconds, people already walking by were like, is that Frenchie? I can know they really hear his voice so obvious. <laughs> like, that like, some Canadian guy was is that Frenchie Canoli. I was like, yes, it is, my friend.
2: This is off my phone. I seriously, imagine that. So, Adam, uh, sorry, Frenchie, are there still seats available, or you're sold out on the seminars? Yeah, yes, yeah, it is. Okay, so there's seats available for both days, and that will be, uh, let's go look at the dates again. Let me pull up a calendar. What is it? Uh, it's the
3: 1st and 2nd.
2: July first and second, so that's July fourth weekend. So you probably have off work anyway. Might as well come out, hang out with Frenchie, hang out with us. The sound will be better because it will be in person. That's for sure. Uh, And even better, you get to smoke the hash. Yeah, and you get to smoke the hash. So there's there's that part that's going to be really great. (laughs) Yeah. And what the is smells, it? The
3: sound
0: and, and the taste, right?
2: There's going to be breakfast or brunch or lunch. What's the story with the, the, r- the coffee? The
3: breakfast, lunch, and uh, snack in the afternoon. Mm. Uh, no, we treat you like royalty. And we need, I, I need to see the people in the middle of the day because I took so much information that I need them to really pack energy for the, for the afternoon. It's a long day from 8.30 to 6. That's It's a, a full long day, and I, I cover a lot. People were asking me, it's not a question of beginner or how long you've been making art. Everything I do is so different. My approach is totally different. The more knowledge you have of the plants and raising the paper, you're going to pick it up. It's for everybody, basically. the workshop does not finish me at at six o'clock. Everybody was has attended the workshop and the link to me as long as they need me to uh, to answer a question, I will be there. And, and of course I am the, I'm the one who needs to ask questions.
2: <laughs> and and once that happens, uh hang out and ask <laughs> ask questions. We'll keep the gallery open for you. We'd love to continue <laughs> it. Uh <coughs> sorry uh i'm excited for it uh how much are seats it was it was a really good price well how much was it frenchy
3: 25 maximum
2: the 25 seats available yeah uh, 50 bucks. and it's 250 dollars for the whole class it's, it's 150 yeah and then should people bring notebooks or do you, or is there materials provided so uh,
3: people it, it's open source. So, you can record, you can film, you can do everything. The only things we ask it's not to shoot other people's face.
2: Sure. Well, you know, what I mean. yeah. so
3: for you guys, you just it's all bags on it. we in, all in bags, a legal right. state, but uh, to, uh, to, to respect the privacy of uh, of the other attendees, that's all we ask. Absolutely.
2: Uh, otherwise, know.
3: It's, it's, it's open source, yeah.
2: Of course, we love that rule. unknown
0: comic, I think. Unknown comic style, where we all wear masks or we all wear paper No, paperbacks.
2: we can't have everyone in the seminar. Come on! Bag. Come no. on! Great. No. No.
0: No, no we don't like this.
2: No, it's almost four twenty Colorado time. Are you in the Uber now, Adam?
0: I'm in the Uber, so I probably can't uh, partake of working.
2: Of course, you have to tell him. Tell him who you are. Show him the beard. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so well, yeah, we're excited to have you out here, Frenchie. We're really excited to do the seminar. Um, more excited than anything, we're to bring the students who are interested into this, sort of into our world, uh, bring them to high and and really kindle it. As there's no hash mecca in Denver, you know, Adam. That's what CIA was back in Amsterdam. It he, he can't see. Come on, guys. <laughs> but he doesn't have a place. We don't. You oh, know, don't there's, there's no. There's no. There's no there's people, there's certainly a hash scene in Denver, but there's no uh, place where the ha you know, hashishin gather as it were. Uh,
0: oh yeah, 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 yeah. she was yeah. And
2: and this'll be this'll create that for the gallery. I think that's that's one of the coolest things. I mean, that's that's what made CIA cool. And, then and then a week it, later we'll
3: be doing nice. some other hash stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah and, and we'll,
1: you you also I think we said you use ah, to, to the tools so and she doesn't roll in both you
3: the seeing because we we need to create so much. We don't have uh, a valid uh, quality scoring system. We don't have a common voc- vocabulary uh, I, what what do you call lose resin? I know how to call price resin, but lose raising there is uh, a dozen name that kept putting my head uh, like that. In fact, we need to have a common vocabulary because, because it's becoming illegal because it's going to be a world market and we need to have, uh, we, we need to be to get be the level if we let anybody else do that for us. It's not going to be the same because we don't have the knowledge like we do.
2: Well, and, and in all that in, in clarifying terms, you know, you sort of uh, build a model, a model of understanding and that that's what helps everything proceed. You know, that's really what helps uh, the development of the of the hopefully, you know, we'll see this refine, hopefully the hash Hopefully, hash 200 years from now will be better than now. And hopefully, the hash we're making now is better than 200 years ago. Uh, and if not, we're doing something wrong. I
3: hope wrong. so, yeah. I really, I don't I really know about hope that. so. And there is a good that.
4: chance.
3: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in fact, when I was young, I had the choice between hash a dozen savers Lebanon, Morocco, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Nepal, India here for me every time is like stepping in a new producing country The di- the diversity that you have every one of them it's it's uh, a specific issue that cannot that is really unique so it's like the, the game already just because of this is so much bigger that's why we need desperately the quality scoring system, because the quality became so wide. There is so much, little difference between the level of quality that has never happened in the history of Ashish. We really need to create a valid system that even a non connoisseur looking at the scoring system can evaluate the experiences that are when it's the artist's paid for. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and I mean... I think quality is one aspect, but I think what you're also hitting on, because there's such a variety of cultivation styles and you have all these vari- variables that can happen, especially, like you're saying, where, where we have it now, um, where every batch is like processing in a different country in a different year almost, uh, a different season, as it were. There's quality and then there's just the differences. You know, you know, We need to develop a, a vocabulary to talk about the differences in the texture and the differences in the appearance on a very subtle level uh yeah. you know what i'm talking about like and what is it yeah just
0: communally communally we come up with stuff and like we'll call something crumble or we'll call something wax or we'll call something this but at a yeah. certain point there's a lot of differences between even in those groups you know what i mean like the waxes can be a sticky la- or crumbles can be like like truly crumble or they can also be like that kind of where they kind of flake in little bits. you know what i mean and it's a little sure. more flaky and then and you can get into the nuances and stuff so it's pretty it is definitely a I mean again some of these terms are going to be different regionally you know what I mean some areas are But I mean, even, I, mean, I mean even i I mean even just like talking California about
2: compared to, just talking about hash yeah. hash not even talking about solvent hash like you sure. know the the difference you have from doing something with like really small yeah. heads versus something with really big heads uh and then as we're I'm starting to see in the solvent world but I think is the future of hash there's going to be mixed runs you know a little bit of this and a little bit of yeah. that and and Oh for sure. How does the you know how like Different stuff, depending on what it is. Like when you pour it over, even at the same temperature, some stuff like all sticks together, and some stuff is like sand. It like all flows, and then some stuff like when you press it, it's softer at like room temperature, and some stuff's like hard at room temperature. And there's all like right. the, we don't have words for that. You know, we're talking no, about it. No. It's real.
3: What design quality? So you have the melt for everybody only the melt. But the melt represents how much resin is formed inside the resin, which is really important. But then, how much cannabinoid is inside that, uh, that uh, resin? How wide the spectrum of the cannabinoid is? How much terpen there is? Then you have, like, the stability of the resin. You have the appearance a little bit. And then you have the decustation part, which is the most important. And nobody even think about it. How does it smell before you smoke it? How does it get your mouth when you smoke it? How intense it is? How long does it last? How unique it is? I mean, there is a whole dimension of 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 quality in a demonstration path that we don't even look at. And when we think that everything about smoking digestion, and only your nose and your mouth actually experience it. It's a shame.
2: And I mean the one thing I've always thought about with Hash and a similar you know we always talk about melt oh something melts better than something else but the way it melts you can I feel like tell so much whether it mm-hmm. like pits down or whether it bubbles up or like how the color spreads on the bubble I mean yeah the heat of the lighter has something to do with it but it tells you a lot about that resin when you're when you're kind of just dissolving it to what it really is. Uh, Frenchie, we've got a question in the chat room, and this is leading me to a question. Chat room mm-hmm. wants to know if you have any plans to produce a textbook or any sort of written uh, instructional manual, uh, either as a companion to the class or as a standalone uh, offering. Uh,
3: I'm, I'm writing a book.
2: You're yeah, writing a book?
3: A part, yeah, a part of it would be the text. And a huge part of it would be the traditional origin of concentrate and, uh, and, uh, and a lot more science that I also give at the, at the workshop. Yeah, I'm planning it, but that's a, um, a long-term story. And actually my wife is recording the workshop and uh, is planning to pick up a big chunk of the, of the book from that. She thinks that I, I speak better than I write. So she wants to, to make a book where I I don't write like I write for for week or I'm speaking to people more than writing. Sure. And then I'm just thinking a lot about what I write. That's what she wants to put. But she absolutely did.
2: I love that. And, and, and uh, sort of the second thing, maybe you just answered it. I, I don't know if I give you a copy of my book. I hope I did. Uh, if not, I will when you come here. But kind of what you're talking about as far as an in-depth grading system of cannabis, of flour, is what I was looking at in my book. And, God, I would love to collaborate with you on something for hash. And that's something we'll, we could talk about that when you're here. Because I I, I don't have access to enough great hash to really go at it in detail. But I think with your knowledge, I can do the writing part. Uh, on that note, we're at 426 right now. Uh, so- Yup, we're gonna wrap up Frenchie, It's always a pleasure. I'm very excited. You're coming back in two weeks. So we can continue. Oh, man, this.
3: I can't tell much I am too
2: <laughs> It's and, and in person uh, It's always so much better uh, when we don't have to deal with microphones and dealing with distractions of the chat room this and that So I'm really looking forward if to we're seeing you. the
3: same room would be different on the phone. I'm like glad it's never is perfect
2: No, it's not the timings off and you don't see the faces We'll be in the same room in two weeks, man. I'm really excited that you're coming out here. Again, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us, as always, man.
3: Oh, nice so. to see you. It's cool. you other always.
2: Cool, Frenchy. And uh, Adam, hey, Frenchy. do you want to do some, sure. uh, sneak in and do some shout-outs? Sure, whatever
0: you need. Whatever you need. When my phone dies, I'm here. Do your personal shout-outs. That's
2: all we got to do. We're done with the show.
0: Is that all we're doing? Personal it's easiest,
2: easiest show you've ever done. Yeah, yeah.
0: My God! That you made crazy. it before the end of well, class.
2: That's it. It's like the teachers giving the lecture and then they do attendance at the end of yeah. class. Well, you I made just, it. Yeah. What
0: happens when you're the professor? You're allowed to come.
2: To yes, class, you are. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, big,
0: well, right. big shout out to everybody who uh, came through to the class this weekend. I told lots and lots of people to listen to the show. I passed out lots and lots of uh, Adam Dunn show. Uh, Invites, so I think we're going to have a whole bunch of new listeners here in New York. Awesome! Uh, yep. Shout out to my beautiful wife C who's out there picking up Nick. I'm assuming right now going into. I'll be home tomorrow. Big Papa's coming home. Oh yeah! Shout out to everybody else, all the fans, everybody else coming into the show. Got a lot of people coming through. It's been really interesting to see like you know, dedicated people. Yeah, I'm explaining it to them, and they're like, oh, I've been listening to you for years." I'm like, "Oh, wow, that's awesome." People, and are they from, from New York? Or they're lots they're of requests still. Miss for when are we going to be on the podcast? Okay. I, I just-
2: I've, I've been getting them too. Happening. I am too. I will tell you, I have emailed with Bram. Bram is our developer yeah. who's doing it. Uh, I know I sent you a screenshot of it, but I'm going to read it to everyone because hopefully Bram's listening to this, and this will sort of hold them to the fire here. Uh, yeah, feet over fire, hands those fire. Gee, yep, but anyway, he, he says, he Bram will be you know. taking off for a week starting the 15th, two days ago, and he is certain he will find the time to finish up during this time. So I would say within the next week, we are doing the mega podcast wow. dump based on what Bram okay. says in the email.
0: I, we, may, we may blow people's phones up. That's what I was thinking. Dude, it's going to be
2: like 200 episodes. It's going to be awesome. I
0: know. People are going to be going ding, 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 ding. Your feed is going to go nuts. Your phones is just going to
2: die. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um,
0: so, uh, and shout out to you guys for holding it down while I was going.
2: Holding and, it down. Don't worry. We got stop, you, buddy. Stop
0: farting on the fartin couch over there. Yeah, right. who's farting on the chair. couch? I heard a lot. Not me. Yeah. yeah I, heard I, I heard
2: it. I heard it. I heard it the kid. I know it's, a kid. it's the kid.
0: But you got shoutouts, outs I just say we speaking of farting on the couch. Uh, happy birthday, Adam! Right? So uh, oh, yeah, Thanks for that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: no. And uh, no, shout out to the mountains. Shout out to the mountains. Thanks for having the me. Mountains. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do a quick yeah. shout out, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. Hey, shout out to Bodie. I haven't heard from him in a while. Usually, the only way I can get a hold of Bodie is when he listens to the show and shoots me an email. So hey buddy, been thinking about you. Uh, give us a shout. Let now, us know Bodie, if you're. St- hey, I
0: got a question on that. Bodie Green is not Bodie. Is no,
2: he? no. There's like a lot of fake Bodies all over Facebook. Bodie, the real Bodie's not Bodie on Green, Facebook or Instagram. Bodie
0: Green had some invites to go to the Dalai Lama, so I thought it could have been a Bodie. It sounded great.
2: Like. Not the real no. Bodie. No, different Bodie. Okay. But also, uh, Bodie probably. Green could real Bodie thing. Yeah, that would be double cool Bodie if they up. linked up. Mm-hmm.
0: Double Bodie. That's like a double Bodie. Like a golf golf double bogey. Yeah. Almost a golf term. Yup. Almost.
2: So, real Bodie, if you're listening, buddy, uh, shoot me an email. I want to make sure you're still coming, planning on coming out this summer. Make sure we are getting you on the show. Of course, shout out to my remarkable wife, Reese, little kiddo Farron. I'm going home to fight through traffic to see them. Thank you guys for hanging in the chat room and uh, dealing with the strange French audio. Now I know why French music sounds different. It's a different acoustic range. Uh, hopefully, we'll get that a little better when we have Frenchy live in studio. Uh guys, we'll catch you okay. next week. Don't forget, also next week live at So High, Mr. Voorhees, class and art oh, yeah. show. If you're in Denver, uh, we're gonna put Adam. I need you to send me those pics from him so we can put them up on the social media. Okay, I'll do that right now. Good. And everyone heard you say that, so you gotta do it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I really will. KTI, you got it. Oh,
0: pick it out. pick us out. KTI. Is a pick us out. What's to up? Sit there. To take a trip.
3: Oh shit.
2: Just <laughs> <laughs> <It's> stop. <his> <laughs> yep. Later, guys.